chapter 16 of the Word of God, preached from this text, many times preached from this text in, in, in 15 and then highlights in chapter 16. Uh, it's just where David has brought up the ark of God. They stored the, the ark back to the nation of Israel. And thank God the Bible said in verse 29, in case y'all think, uh, uh, we was talking about committed. We was riding down the road today and we was picking up some... Is it, is it all right to shout about blessings? Yes, sir. I was hoping y'all said yes because I was going to do it whether y'all said it or not. Amen. Whoa! Hallelujah! We got 40, at least, maybe 42, nice choir, padded back and bottom, oak chairs to go down into the Sunday school rooms. Amen! Amen! I say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What a blessing. So we was picking them up, and I was trying to figure what was the best way to go. And then and I looked in front of me, and I said, we're just going to have to go straight now. The lights done turned red over here. The lights turned green here. People's behind us. Well, we're committed now. We ain't got no choice. We're going this way. Brother Terry, listen. You, you've already turned your back on the world. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Let's, you're committed. So let's just go on with God. Amen. Let's just go on with God. Thank God. Committed. And I said, well, we ain't committed. There's some people like to think we might ought to be committed. Amen. But we ought to be committed to God. Whether they think I'm crazy or not, don't bother me, brother. Jeremy, I'm still going to praise the Lord. I'm an amen. I like for, I like, sometimes it's tight and you can't hardly worship God. And uh, it'd do good just to go ahead and you untighten it and just shout. Amen. I've got this stuff called PB Blaster. Anybody know what I'm talking about when I say PV blaster? That's some good stuff. Ain't got WD-40 is is like Vaseline compared to PV blaster. That's some good stuff. Amen. It'll break it loose, brother. I'm telling you, they some of us we so rusted on the bowl. Good God, how mercy! We need some PV blaster on us. Gets down in the molecular structure of the steel, Brother Terry. It's amazing stuff. Hey, man, God needs to get down to the molecular structure of ours. So we need some Holy Ghost PB blaster on us. God help. We ain't made a move. We've been we, like we got locked tied on us. Help us, God. Help us, Lord, to do something for Him. Hey, man. God, hey, man. Thank you, Lord. First Chronicles chapter number 16 and verse number 29. I want to read this one verse. Then you can be seated. Give when you feel like it. Give, don't say that. Give unto the Lord the glory. Do. Y'all see that? Be good to highlight that. Do unto his name. Bring an offering. Come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty. That's where a lot of folk lose it right here. Well, I'm saved. I ain't got to live right. I'm saved. I worship God in my sin. Samson did three times, and then the fourth one, he realized, hey, he wished not that the Spirit of God departed from him. Sometimes God lets us in on worship when we really don't deserve it. I'm just going to record say about 90% of the time God lets us in on worship. But if we really want to worship, amen, when we come in the house of God, the Bible says we're going to have to worship Him in the beauty of holiness. Now that's not my message. My, my message is that word and that thought. Give unto the Lord the glory. Do under His name. You can be seated. Father, would you help me, Lord? Tonight I pray. Try my best to preach the Word of God, Lord. Illuminate my thoughts and mind. God, quicken my spirit. Lord, I pray you'll our hearts up together tonight, Lord. I pray, God, that you'd just reveal it to them and let them see where I'm going before I get there. I pray, dear God, that the Holy Ghost should just make it real, Lord. That sinners that get saved, and Lord, that you be exalted. God, we love you and we thank you. God, we need you and we ask you, Lord, to please have your way for your glory. We love you so much and we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing for us. Lord, we 
we thank you, dear God. I pray that we handle the Word of God and that we handle it carefully, Lord. We handle it accurately. We handle it, Lord, acceptably. We handle it with attraction to the Spirit of God. Oh, God, that we do everything to be pleasing in your eyes. Lord, that we might achieve the purpose, Lord, that you'd have us to achieve tonight. That we might avoid the pitfalls you'd have us to avoid tonight. Lord, that we might be acceptable to God, even though we may not be acceptable with man. I pray, dear God, that it will affect the hearts and lives of people. I pray, dear God, it affect not only the matter, but it affect the manner. Amen. God, would you help us, Lord, how to get down, Lord, not just in the action, but in the attitude. Oh, God, them hidden sins. God, them things that they think nobody don't know. Oh, God, help them to realize, God, that stuff needs to be out of their heart. And they may not worship you in the beauty of holiness. And they may receive the truth today. And God, every time that we come together and worship, that you'll be exalted and rightly given the glory. That is, do your name. Let us bring an offering, an offering, a sacrifice of praise, even thanksgiving unto our God. May we worship God, I pray. Our Lord, we'll thank you for what you do. Woo! Bless your holy name. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I really don't know tonight if this message tonight is going to be more of a a preaching message or a teaching message. I'd like tonight to reason with you just a little while and teach and try to explain to you tonight what the Bible says about, amen, worshiping God. What the Bible says, Brother Jeremy, about doing right. What the Bible says about God always being near. I like to preach tonight, God being my helper. The Lord brought this thought, changed the direction of the message tonight and brought this to my mind this afternoon on three do's in the Bible. I want you to notice first of all, a do spelled D-U-E. The Bible says, give unto the Lord thank God, give unto the Lord the glory I do unto His name. Bring an offering, come before Him and worship. Amen. The Bible, the text of the Scripture, I'm not doing the Scripture any harm. I'm not taking it out of context, Brother Terry. The idea here, amen, in chapter 15 and verse 29, they have brought up the ark with dancing and playing. They have brought it up. They wasn't square dancing, by the way. They wasn't line dancing, by the way. Amen. Amen. How about they were dancing under the Lord? Hell not. The Bible says how they had worshipped God. It's this in First Chronicles in 16. It's about worshiping the Lord. It said in verse 31, Let the heavens be glad, let the earth rejoice, and let men say among the nation, The Lord reigneth. Verse 33, you've heard the text, what Christ said in the book of Matthew, amen, in the New Testament, that if these quiet down, let the rocks of cry out. We'll look with it to will in First Chronicles 16.33. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out at the presence of the Lord, because He cometh to judge the earth. Verse 34, Oh, give thanks. Anytime you see a verse in the Bible and it starts out with the word, Oh, oh my, I'm telling you it's something we ought to pay attention to. Oh, through the agony, oh, in the Passion of my soul. Oh, give thanks. He said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For his good, for his mercy endure forever. And say, Ye save us. Oh, God of our salvation, gather us together. Deliver us from the heathen that we may give thanks. Not that we may sit around and go about having everything right and them being a bunch of compromisers. Not that, amen, right there. Not that we might sit around with bad attitudes, looking down our heart with a haughty spirit, amen, with a high-minded attitude, amen, with our notes stuck up so far in the air that if there come a slight drizzle, we might drown. Are y'all with me? He don't say that. It says this, Brother Jeremy, deliver us from the heathen that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Look what it says in the next verse so you'll know for sure I'm not taking it out of 
our context. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Hello forever and ever. Hallelujah. And all the people said, Amen. And praise the Lord. That word there, praise, carries the idea, paints the picture of celebration. It carries the idea of feigning and chewing yourself mad. Amen. Can I say tonight that we come in with everything in the world on our heart rather than God? We'll come in with the problems. We'll come in with the TV show. We'll come in with the comic books. And we'll come in with everything in the world. Oh, God, would you help us to tune our minds in tonight just for a little bit, just for a moment tonight, and see these three do's. Brother Jeremy, I'm not taking it out of context, nor am I doing the Scripture any harm. I believe I'm treating the Word of God and handling it accurately and appropriately, amen, and in a way that be pleasing to God by using this Scripture tonight and verse 29 where the Bible says, given to the Lord, the glory do His name. And the context of the Scripture, they are praising God. And the context of the Scripture, David is extolling Israel out of worship and give God the glory that is due His name. Now you say, preacher, I don't feel like shouting. I don't feel like running. I just don't worship that way. And don't ask you if you feel like it. Amen. Now just think about that text and hold, hold your seat for one second. Hold your place there. Turn in the Bible to two other times in the Scripture. Hey, it may be more, but I know these these two. Amen. In Psalms chapter number 29. Psalms chapter number 29 and verse number 2. The Bible says this. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Still not harming the Scripture. It is in order. It's in line with the context of the truth. The context of the truth is give the glory due, D-U-E, due His name. Do His name. Over in Psalms 96 and verse number 8. Same context of the Scripture. Praising God. Amen. It's being spoken of. And in Psalm 96. Amen. In verse number 8. Give unto the Lord the glory. Do unto His name. Bring an offering. Come unto His courts. O worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Fear before Him all the earth. And Amen. And so when you see that word do, and it's applied to that give the glory... Do unto His name, Brother Terry. It's the bill that's been sent to your mailbox. Amen. It's the bill that's sent to your mailbox. What I'm saying today is, if we didn't pay the fire bill because we didn't feel like it, we'd all be around here with a little candle, with our hand lifted saying, Woo! Amen. But we got to pay it. Why? We pay it because we feel like it? No. Or call the call the power company up and say, I just don't feel like paying the power bill today because I don't feel like it. Call the gas company up and tell them you don't feel like it when it's real cold, that you don't feel like paying them. Amen. And they're going to tell you, well, it's due. It's due. It's a bill. It's due. Sir, ma'am, God bought you with a price. Amen. God paid for your salvation. He's washed you in it. Hey, the Bible said, give glory due unto His name. And it's speaking of offerings and worship and praise and thanksgiving. Hey, whether it's your attitude, whether that's not your makeup, that ain't in the picture. God don't give allowance for nobody. He said, give the glory due His name. The bills due. Woo! Whether I feel like it or anybody else is doing it or not. Woo! Why, Brother Terry? Because it's due. The bill has come due. Are y'all with me tonight? I hope you are. I remember the first time I was sitting in Welcome Home Baptist Church in the middle section, second row. Revival was going on 14 days. Dale Cable's preaching. God's dealing with me about preaching. Dale Cable's preaching the Word of God. Souls getting saved. I'm knocking on doors. They don't do that at my home church. Now they do not, but they didn't. God put it on my heart and I did it. I'd go out on the street witness. I tell you, they used to cruise 
Far said it, they didn't do that at my church, but, but I did. I seen it in the text. God gave it to me, and I did it. Well, folks started going with me. Hey, man, revival kept going on. Folks was getting saved. God was moving, Brother Jeremy. I remember sitting there. I'd never said amen. I'd never said, I'd never said nothing. I know y'all don't believe that now, but I'm telling you, I ain't never said amen. My wife can vouch for it. I was sitting on the second row. The Holy Ghost came through there. Man of God got to preach it. I stood up. Whoa! I got to looking around at who done it and realized it was me that done it. Amen. I've been running ever since. Hallelujah. Brother Terry, it wasn't long after that. I got filled with the Holy Ghost so much. I got so drunk. I mean drunk on the Holy Ghost, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a good way. Are y'all with me? I'm in it in a good way. I ain't talking about being slang in the spirit out of hell, not scriptural. Throwed against the wall, gyrating around on the floor like some demon possessed idiot. Everybody okay? Amen. And that, that, oh, I've seen them do that. I've seen them do it. I've been in preaching in, in the middle of a meeting, preaching hard against sin. And, and, and that black lady, she was with me. And I know she claimed to be a preacher, but nobody else was amen to me, and I wasn't going to blow her out because she was the only one with me. Y'all forgive me, amen. I was just enjoying her amen to me. I said, ain't that right, sister? And she said, amen. And then a little bit, she went too far. She started laying down on the floor, act like she was going into a seizure. And she didn't have seizure medicine, and that wasn't one of her medical conditions. Are y'all with me? She was acting like that, saying she was slung in the spirit. Where's that at? I'll tell you where it's at. It's over in Matthew 17 when they're coming down off the Mount of, Trans- Mount of Transfiguration and they got in their glory and Jesus outshining them all. Amen. And they come down off the mountain, brother. Amen. Brother Jeremy, they got down there and they said, I've got a son. He's ve- grievously vexed with the devil. He said he'll go and he'll throw himself in the fire and he'll throw himself in the Amen. Sounds like demon possession to me. Everybody ought to say Amen. Everybody ought to say amen right there. It's okay. I know you got family that does it. I did too, but it's all right. The Bible's right. Amen. But I'm talking about I was drunk and Holy Ghost, Brother Jeremy. I climbed over that second pew. I don't remember what I said, what I'd done when I came to my... Oh, they said I jumped over the second pew. I don't know. I don't remember all that. All I remember is coming to myself and climbing back over the pew and sitting down yonder. Amen. And I was in having myself a time. They come up to me and said, where in the world did you read what you said? I said, what are you talking about? And they said, man, did you man, do you not remember what you said? I said, I don't remember a thing I said. I said, glory to God. God God's a dealing with your heart. And God was dealing with me about preaching. And God was feeding my soul. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me today? I'm telling you right now, I thank God. Hallelujah for the first time. I gave glory. That was due His name. I'm, I've not given glory. That's been due. Every time. I've not done it. I should have done it. Or to Shouted if nobody, if everybody else is pouting, I ought to have been shouting. When everybody else is whining, I should have been shining. When everybody else is belly aching, I ought to have been bellowing out. Amen. Woo! I say amen. It ain't something I'm pumping up. It's something that's pumping me up. I can't help it. Amen. Amen. God, in case you can't help us, and also simultaneously open up one of those cans that don't care if you like it. Amen. But I'm enjoying it. Hallelujah. I want you to like it. I really do. But if you don't, I'm going to keep shouting. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I feel like most folk here do like it. Or they done left a long time ago. Amen. I feel like most folk do here like it. I believe that most of them do like it. But both, hey, are y'all with me? But they some that ain't giving the glory that's due His name. And you ought to just give God the glory that's due His name. It ain't, everything ain't right. That's okay. Give the glory that's do, D-U-E, hit the bells, do, friend. Amen. Are y'all with me? Right. Now, I want to spend a lot of time here, but I do want to mention this. Man, I ain't never preached this, but I thought about this, Brother Terry. How many of you get mail in your mailbox? Would you lift your hand? Pretty much everybody? Baby, I know you get mail. Okay, there you go. Peggy, Peggy, you got a mail P.O. box, don't you? Sis? You get mail in there about every day, something like that. About every day, at least every week. Would y'all agree? We get mail every week. Would y'all agree with that? Have y'all ever 
took the mail out of the mailbox, Brother Terry, and took such care with that envelope and just saved that envelope. Most time what we do, rip open the envelope, throw it in the trash, and, and, and get to read the good news. Y'all know I ain't talking about bills now, right? Amen. I'm reading the good news, Brother Terry. Good news. I throw the envelope away. We don't care much for it. Though it was what was used to bring the good news to us. Don't hate your preacher. I'm just trying to deliver the mail. <laughs> I'm the mailman, or God let me be the envelope, or God just let me do something. I want to be the vessel God uses to deliver it to your door. Listen to me. Listen. You say, preacher, I do shout and I do praise the Lord, and I do lift my hand, and I do witness, and I do worship. Well, hallelujah. You're just doing what's due His name. We ain't got nothing to beat our chest about. We're falling way behind on due worship, but it's due. Amen. Why worship? Because it's due. Why give God glory? Because it's due. Why praise Him? Because it's due. Everybody say amen. Young folk, just let y'all know it's due. Amen. Hallelujah. I wish Miss Rydens was here. I'd look at Bethany and say it's due. She might just shout. And I've heard her shout. It gets on around here when she shouts. I'd like to see her shout again. Every chance I get, I'm going to throw somebody in. Amen. Do you think it's wrong to try to encourage somebody and maybe even help them pay their bills? Is there anything encouraging somebody, amen, to pay their bill to God and give Him glory? Ain't nothing wrong with it at all. Amen. Give me half a chance. I'm going to throw you in. Hallelujah. Amen. And you get back out and go to shake it off. I'm liable to kick you in again. Woo! Hallelujah. Because I know how good it feels. It just feels, I felt so liberated when I worshiped God. I felt so good when I shouted. I talked to Miss Metcalf after she shouted the first time she ever shouted, was right back yonder, right in front of Miss Kayla. She shouted, I'm telling you what, she said, I, I ain't never done that. I've never shouted. I told my husband, I'm not a shouter. I've been saved for years. We just had this discussion, but I couldn't help it tonight. I like it when you can't help it. Well, I got news for y'all. She's right still. Amen. Woo! I say, thank God. Why? Because it's due. Are y'all with me? Number one, do, D-U-E. Second one, look with me if you will, Hosea chapter 14. Hosea. I know it's still in here. I, I, I found it. Amen. Hosea 14. Bud Jeremy. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Then I say it's due. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Are you all with me? Yeah. Could my good deeds get me saved? Absolutely not. Hallelujah. The fact that what God has done for me ought to be enough to want to praise Him. Would y'all agree with that? Give the glory that's due His name. Look with me, if you will, in Hosea chapter 14, number 2. Now, to give you the context of the Scripture, the nation of Israel has backslid on God. They have backslid on God. They have played the backslidden heifer. He calls them that. And in the book of Hosea... I remember preaching on the book of Hosea. I got stuck. I got, I wouldn't say stuck. I've got to stay there for a while when I first got called to preach. I was preaching at different places. And I had some people in my family that come heard me preach. And they would never have come heard me preach again. Because they said every time they heard me preach, I was preaching on Hosea. If it's you tonight, and you feel like there's something that you always hear out of the sermon... It might be that you need to answer the doorbell. Are you all with me? The light's flashing. Hello. Hello. Open the door. Everybody say amen. 
I was so far picking up them chairs, Brother Jeremy. <laughs> Woo, this thing's just getting bigger by the minute. I was over there picking up them chairs. Them boys is helping me, man, and I'm telling you what, what a blessing. <clears throat> them boys over there helping me. I said, now, you know, and, and I was just being really nice, okay, because these are really nice chairs, and they're really free, and this is a really liberal church, and I was tickled to death that they some independent, fundamental Bible believers going to sit where one-time compromisers sit. Hey, man! Whoopee! It tickled me to death. And I already put in a little uh, talk to them about the buses they got. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Jeremy, I got, he was showing me around. <laughs> I went back in there, and they got... Uh, now, I do like this. They showed me around. Miss Ron, they got a zero to two class. And then they got a two to four class. And when you go in to deposit your baby, I'm not making this up. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord, for the chairs. Amen. When you go to deposit your baby, they give you a little tag. Okay? And you take that tag back to your seat, and they tag your youngin'. <clears throat> Does anybody feel like <clears throat> cow herders yet? Or, or anything? Yeah. But they tag your youngin'. Yeah. And then they tag, they give you the tag. Now, the good notion on that is somebody don't come back there and get your youngin'. Right. I understand. Yeah. I said, now, I said, have y'all got them beepers? And I, I, I mean, I probably shouldn't have said this, but it just came out. I, I mean, help me, Lord. I was pulling a ten and a half out of my mouth and about right now. I said, do y'all have them beepers like they got down there at them fancy restaurants that when their kids is acting up, their buzzer goes off? No, we don't have them yet. I busted out laughing. I shouldn't have done it. God forgive me. I honestly didn't mean to do that. But anyway, I'm going to talk to him. He said, but what we do have is the sound man, Brother Michael, sits up yonder. I'm not making this up. They got stairs built and the sound man is the only man and he sits up there on a perch. I said, Brother Michael would fall asleep and fall out on the floor. Amen. That's what I was thinking. Say amen right there, Brother Michael. Amen. And, uh, amen. <laughs> and I said, boy, he's sitting up yonder on his perch, and he's got these lights looking at him, Brother Jeremy. And when, when a youngin is really pitching a buck, you know, uh, fit, nobody can do nothing with him, or he's got one of them, you know, hazardous sign diapers. I don't know what all they do, but for whatever reason, Brother Jeremy, they got this button they mash. It's zero to two, and then two to four, and they got this button, and all of a sudden this light comes on, blinding this sound man, and it's zero to two in red letters on this thing, and he knows uh, that there's emergency, and somebody needs to call for reinforcements, and I got so tickled. I'm telling you, I should have never went down that road, but I got so tickled, brother Jeremy, and what I got to thinking about was, God help. Help, Lord. God, would you please help us? What we need is some buttons for the Holy Ghost to flash in our eyeballs and let us know there's a problem. There's a bad problem. We're acting up. We need a light flashing in our eyes. That might be why you can't worship. Hello. Hello. Amen. That's what I was thinking. But, so we proceeded to get the chairs and hurriedly leave the premises. We got the riding down the road, and I got thinking about that. And I, I got to thinking more and more what we really need to do is put little shockers in the seat and let me have a keypad up here where every once in a while I could zap somebody and they go, Whoa! Amen! 
I believe. You say, preacher, well, that's crazy. I know, but it's just as crazy to sit around acting like God ain't done nothing for you. Sit around acting like God's dead. What's wrong with us? The slightest mention of the blood ought to make, whoa! Amen. It ought to make us go crazy for what God's done. Say amen. I gotta move on. Look with me if you would, Hosea 14. Notice this. The Bible says they were backslid, Brother Jim. They, they, the, the light was a flashing in their eyes. There's a problem. Hosea is such a picture of the love of God. I encourage you that, that you ought to study that book. Whether it's a message that you constantly hear, whether it's a truth that comes through the radio and every time you come to church, you feel like there's a light flashing in your eyes. I praise, I, I beg you, just go ahead. Get clean and get right so you can worship God in the beauty of holiness. Because if you do, you'll experience this second one right here. Even though they was backslid as billy goats, even though, Brother Jim, they had played the harlot, even though they were worshiping other gods after all that God's done, even though all that God, God had constantly tried to urge them to repent and to return and to come back, and amen, God had constantly tried to do that. Hey, I just want to say, there's been times in my life where I've been backslid on God, and I sure am glad He is merciful and long-suffering and has hit the light in my eyes. Over and over until I heeded the Holy Ghost. God's pushing the button. Hosea's preaching. His life is a demonstration of the love of God. How clear a picture can you paint for this rebellious crowd on how much God loves them and to the extent He's willing to go to see them renewed and restored. Oh my! God did it for them and God does it for us. Look what He said here. He said, and let, matter of fact, let's just bear with me. Let's read verse 1. O Israel, return to the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words. Got to be some of that. Turn to the Lord. That's it. Repentance. Say unto him, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously. So will we render the calves of our lips. You know what it's talking about there? So will we praise you. So will we give birth to praise. So will we. Oh, yes, look at verse 1. Asher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more to the work of our, hand, our hands. Ye are our gods. He said we'll no longer talk about those idols we made uh, from our own abilities, from our own craftsmanship. No longer will we say, Ye are our gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. That is, in the Lord the fatherless, the illegitimate children, uh, those that don't deserve favor. Hey, that's the way we was. Hey, that's the way God found you. Hello, that's where God found every one of us in the gutter. And deserving like most of us, God found in our mess of drugs and alcohol and a promiscuous lifestyle full of adultery, fornication, and ungodliness. And yet God loved us anyhow. Well, bless His name. He said, if you'll come, if you'll return. His people now. He's acting like this. But there he said this. He said, he said, verse 4, I will heal their backslidings. I will love them freely. For mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew. D-E-W. He said, I'll be as the dew. Unto Israel, he shall grow as a lily, cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread, and his beauty shall be as olive tree, and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive. 
Woe as the corn and woe as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. He said, all you got to do is return. All you got to do is come to, amen, repent, bring words with you. All you got to do is turn. If you'll turn to me, he said, I'll be to you like the dew. He said, if you'll turn to me, I'll be to you like the dew. The D-E-W. If you'll just return. If you'll repent. Oh, thank God. I'll be to you like the dew. And you'll revive. Amen. What a worship. Give him the glory to his name. But I'm glad, Brother Jeremy. When we're in them low places. Look with me in Psalms 86, verse 17. It explains what I'm saying. Psalms 86, verse 17. Shew me a token for good. First of all, in verse 16, it said, Give thy strength. <laughs> Amen. Shew me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, hast hoped me and comforted me. Now, that ain't a misspelling. And if you've got a King James Bible that is not spelled hoping, H-O-L-P-E-N, you've got a text that's been manipulated. The Bible says that, he said, the psalmist used this terminology and he did it purposefully. He said this, he said, Because thou, Lord, hast hoped me and comforted me. The word there, hoping, Brother Terry, is used specifically as a mother would hold her baby. As a mother would help her baby. It means as the idea of help or hold or console or rock or meet the need of. Oh, hallelujah. It gives this idea. And thank God when we need it the most in the darkest part of our night. Amen. When the storm is flashing. I'm glad, thank God, that mama, she'll look over yonder and realize that her baby's in need. Hallelujah. She'll realize, looking at that baby, that it's helpless in and of itself. And she'll realize that baby is dependent on, the, on mama to pick it up or daddy to pick it up. And that baby, amen, gets picked up and consoled or caressed. Amen. That's that word, hoping. Hey, I'm glad in the middle of our storm, in the middle of our mess, when we deserve no help at all, we've griped instead of giving God glory. We've complained instead of being like the psalmist who said it's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. You see, sometimes God gets us in a place of affliction. He allows storms to come our way uh, for a, a purification process. Hey, but sometimes it's a preparation. Amen. God's wanting to use you for something in the future. But you can't. Brother Edgar Thomas used to put it like this. He said you'll never be fully used of God until he can fully trust, be trusted of God. And when you, God's put you through the valley. Amen. And you've come out still shining. Amen. With a dew, D-E-W, of heaven on your forehead. Then God can trust you when you're in the valley that you think you'll never, ever get out of. It's right then. Amen. If you'll come out. Amen. If you'll return. If you'll repent. God will revive you. You'll grow again. You'll smell sweet again. Oh, yes. Amen. Brother Jeremy, she thinks my wife got so good when we had babies, Miss Sharon, that she could tell what the baby needed by the sound of the cry. Now, that's pretty good. She could tell if he was going on, didn't need nothing. I'm not saying 100%, but a lot of the times she could tell if he had a dirty diaper. She could tell if he was hungry. She tell if they just need to be held. It's amazing. Mamas have that ins that instinct. This uh, they can pick up on that. Hey, I'm glad we got a God. The word of the Bible says in 
Hebrews, we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. And I shall not fear what men shall do to me. That word helper is the same idea. Helper. It's two words combined in one. The idea is as soon as the cry gets made of the baby, the mother meets the need before the why gets said out of the cry. Her feet's hit the floor and she's rushed up. That's the way our God works. Sometimes you get to wonder and you say, I don't even know if God sees me. Can I encourage you tonight? Write this down. First Peter 3, 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Hey, you say, Preacher, I know he might see me, but I just don't know if he hears me. Surely, and the Bible says, in his ears are open under their prayers. Oh, but I like when he sees me. I like knowing that he's looking at me. I remember listening to that old brother. He was telling about his, he was telling about one of his church members said they followed the mama's casket out to the grave. That eight-year-old baby was sitting there and he was tore up, brother. Can you imagine? Eight-year-old, lose your mama. I'm sorry, I'm serious. It must have been rough. He said his daddy never had let him sleep with him before. His daddy hollered across the hallway. His daddy said, son. His daddy said, son, son, do you want to come sleep with daddy? He said, I sure do, daddy. He said his daddy went over where he was, Brother Jeremy. Hey, man, I like this right here. His daddy said he went over where, hey, man, where he was. He lifted up the cover. Said that little boy got in there, scooched up close to him. He said he's about to doze off, but he was thinking about losing his wife, and he couldn't really go to sleep. He said a little bit. He feels the hands uh, come to looking up on his face, Brother Jeremy, and a touching him and a, and a moving up on his eyes. And he says, son, what are you doing? I thought she was asleep. He said, daddy, I'm just making sure you ain't. He said, I feel like I'm about to go to sleep. But he said, daddy, as long as you got your eyes on me, I know I'll be all right. Can I say, I know my daddy has his eyes on me and I know I'm going to be all right. I'm glad my daddy, I said our daddy, I said my my heavenly daddy, I said, thank God, my heavenly daddy has his eyes on us. Amen. I'm glad he sees me, brother. I'm glad he listens to me. Now, there's times, I'm telling you, you might be more spiritual than me. But there's times I felt as if God didn't hear one thing I prayed. Anybody ever felt that? But ain't it good to know over in Malachi, it says, all them tears is bottled up. Even them ones with sheetrock dust down there in my house. Amen. Even them ones that had sawdust right here on this altar. They might, when we get up yonder, God might crack a bottle of our tears and a little sawdust come flying out. And we'll just take about 14 laps. Wow! Glory! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! Bless His holy name! We'll run around there shouting the victory, Brother Terry, for a hundred years, wondering why in the world we didn't praise God more than we did. Amen! Hey, man, won't that be something? God's got every tear bottled. He's not one prayer you prayed that he's missed out on. He said, if you call to me, if you bring words, if you'd return, he said, if you'd repent, he said, I'd be like the dew. Let me give you three things about the dew. Dew always forms at night. Am I, am I right? Never does form daylight. Forms at night. Dew does not rise and dew does not fall. But when the... Whoa! I'm about to have a Sunday morning fit on a Wednesday night. But when the atmospheric conditions... 
gets just right. Whoa! Them new forms. Hey, when the atmospheric conditions of your soul gets where they ought to be. Yes, hallelujah. I'm saying, when you humble and pray and seek God's face, amen, when you repent, when you return, thank God, He'll be like the dew form out of nowhere. Here comes God. That's what he said. He said, I'll be allowed to do. Hallelujah. Brother Terry, forms at night, the dark parts of your life, when the atmospheric conditions are correct and thickest, number three, in the low places. You know how I know that, Brother Terry? It's because when we used to run over our cantrels in them terrace rows, we get to running up there. And you remember our britches legs. The grass is dry on flatland. But in that little saddle of a low place, it was still soaking because dew's thickest. In the low places. Some of y'all are wondering why God has got you in the low place. But can I say He's thicker in the low place? Can I say when the atmospheric conditions are correct, at the darkness of your night, in the low place of your valley, amen, when you think nobody can help you but God, and truthfully, they can't. Here He comes out of nowhere, thick, very present, help, time of need. I say, amen, hallelujah, amen. Are y'all with me? The D-E-W. Amen. And then lastly, look with me over here. Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to have to trim the fat off a little bit. Get over here. Philippians chapter number 2. Powerful blessing. <laughs> I was talking to them over there getting them chairs, Brother Jeremy. And they was... What they was doing was trying to get me to think. Well, let me put it like this. We're extending the platform. We've lost two rows of seats. And we're going to extend the platform to put our band up there. And you all know it took a lot of God for me not to say nothing on that. They had big, yellow, green, purple, blue. I'm talking about high dollar. Some of them spotlights. You know what I'm talking about? Like you see at a concert. I hope none of y'all ain't been to one. But more likely, where God snatched us from, we done been there. And they had them lights up there at that platform. And they're going to put all this stuff. They don't, you know... Don't want ten bucks. I said, well, if y'all want to get rid of that old traditional, I mean, they already, I'm trying to help them, you know. Y'all want to get rid of that traditional grand piano. We got a home for it. We'll take it. I mean, we're looking for one. If you really want to get rid of it. He said, oh, well, we might be in touch with you. And I was thinking, hey, let them repent and get right with God after we get the grand piano. Amen. Amen. That thing was nice, brother. Jacob, I done put a word in for you, son. It's about this color right here. Whew, nice. Covered up. They ain't using it. And I, and I thought to myself, Lord, it's all right. 
if we never do have a grand piano. That and there was thrown away. It was thrown away. Charles or Walter, throw it away. That piano right there. That piano upright sells for what grand piano sells. We didn't even know what it was. Kept in a garage, throw down in the basement, left down there, moisture, tearing it up. Piano guy goes over and sees it and says, Where'd you get that? I said, God brought it to us. Because He did. I, we didn't know. Remember that, Mr. We tried to sell it on Craigslist one time. Remember that? He said, This thing's a custom made. None of them the same. Handmade in the United States of America. I started to shout right there. Amen. Hey, this thing is it's a signature of quality. He lifted it up. Walter, signature of quality. I said, Amen. Hey, you might not look at it, but if you could peel back and look down in my soul, signature of quality. Amen. Woo, amen. And I was thinking, My Lord. He said, I said, Can you fix it? He said, About $200. This thing will be up and running. I said, Glory to God. He said, You know what? He said, This right here do your church good. You won't even have to. Because he was saying, You need a grand piano. It ain't never going to hear it. It ain't going to sound good. We need to get a piano mic or something. He got to playing that thing. He said, My goodness. He said, That thing sounds good. And the whole time I'm saying, God, we don't. Don't even know how good we got it. We don't even know. We've got stuff, blessings in the closet. We don't even know how good we got it. Just the fact how good we got it ought to make us want to worship, give the glory, D-U-E His name, so we can get in on the D-E-W on our soul. Amen. And then we'll get up and want to D-O. Amen. For the glory of God. And get busy D-O-ing and doing. Amen. Out here in this world. God. God help us. Philippians says this. For it is Philippians two thirteen. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse. Can we do that? Even in the midst of a crooked and perverse. That's what it says. Among whom you shine as lights. Brother Frank's name Sharon. Sister Sunshine. Every single one of us in here are a little sunshine. There's a song in the hymn book that says, When, <laughs> when God took my heart out of pieces and put a little sunshine in, and made a little joy and gladness where sadness once had been. Amen. I said, glory to God, brother. Ain't that what happened when God saved us? I mean, he put, he put a little S-O-N in us. And we can't help but shine for the glory of God. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, who's going to shine if we ain't going to shine? In the world of darkness, who's going to shine? How great is the darkness if we who has lights don't shine? This is what he said. How do we shine? Do all things without murmurings and disputing. That's how you shine. Don't get sour on God. Don't sit around on God. Stay sweet without murmurings. That undertow, that backbiting, that murmuring, that disputing, that open rebellion. Don't do that. Don't murmur. Don't dispute. Hey, listen, it says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do. God's given you the ability not only to have the desire, but to have the ability to do. That's the will and do that, that God wants us to do. Brother Terry, we ought to give the glory. Do. D-U-E His name. So that we can experience the D-E-W, the do, on our, our soul. Even in the dark, amen, deep days of our valley-filled lives. Amen. But praise God, I believe we'll have a little less valleys. Amen. And I'd be able to worship a little more if we can get a hold of this last do. That D-O. And just do. That to be pleasing in God's eyes. Shine His lights in the world. Oh, how do I do it, preacher, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. Can I say today, God help us to take note of the do's in the Bible. Let's stand on our feet. Jacob, you come. Father, we help us, Lord, tonight. Thank you, dear God, for what you've done.